Island greetings students, parents, and everyone in between. Welcome to Sex Education Nation, Island Style. Today, we'll be diving deep into the goings-on at San Pedro High School in Belize. As usual, we're tackling a topic that's often whispered about, but rarely shouted from the crow's nest, sex education. Whether you're a student curious about what to expect, a parent wondering about the curriculum, or simply someone interested in how sex education unfolds in different cultures, this episode is for you. If you're wondering, where in the world is Belize? It's a small country located on the Caribbean Sea just east of Guatemala and south of Mexico. It has a population of around 400,000 people. Belize has shorelines and a massive barrier reef to the east and dense jungles with Mayan ruins to the west. The official language is English, but people also speak Spanish. So, is sex education at San Pedro High all awkward silences and diagrams on the whiteboard? Or is it an open, informative space where students feel empowered to learn about their bodies and relationships? We were able to sit down in the courtyard of San Pedro High School with school counselor Pauline Bueller and teachers Angie Ellis and Mr. Brent. But before we dive in, remember, this is a sensitive topic and we'll be treating it with respect. So grab your headphones, find a comfortable spot, and get ready for an enlightening conversation about sex education at San Pedro High School, okay. home of the I sharks. Think that coming in at age 13, they're pretty young, and so most of them don't really understand really what's going on. Right. Um, so by um, second form, when you repeat the topics again, then they have a little bit more experience or knowledge. So they're better able to understand. So when you teach your your reproductive unit, how long is it? Um, it would run like four weeks. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Know the the, the functions uh -huh. and, and then you labeling um, the labeling yeah. of the male and female reproductive organs. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes they do like a model of it. Do you do uh, childbirth, pregnancy? Uh huh. Okay. Yes. Dating. Pregnancy, like the whole, the whole cycle. The whole thing. And then um, you don't teach uh, gender identity. Just we we kind of brush it like. But gender identity? No. Maybe just a little bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. And then how about homosexuality? You teach um, about that, different sexualities? No, um... Basically, I'll be honest, like, the school, a partial public, but it was like run by um, the person who was a chairperson before was Catholic and and certain things were not allowed to be taught right. to the kids, right? Is that so, a big influence, the religion and so. church? I think so. And so where do you get your curriculum from? Is it a we get it from ministry and um, just over the last two years they started like introducing it in the primary level but of course the church state school they gave a fight exactly. against it right so it's it's like a constant battle back and forth uh -huh. with when it comes to feeding that to the kids right now I met um, maybe three of you how long have you been teaching here I have this is my 12th 
12 for 13 years. I met a, a young man, Angel, a young man, Elvis, and a, a young girl, Ashley. And Ashley uh, is 18. She had a one-year-old baby, uh, and she had it at 17. There's a lot of uh, young girls get pregnant. Yes, every year, um, as I teach second formers, I go through the whole reproductive, dating, um, STDs, because it goes through the process, right? And I ask them and I tell them, you know, like, I'm not promoting sex. However, I want you guys to know that there are precautions and not just a contraceptive as a precaution, but a condom because a contraceptive will not prevent you from getting an STD. Mm -hmm. We do all the STDs so they could see how ugly mm -hmm. the reproductive organ can look with the STD. And every single year without fail, mm -hmm. I lose one or two girls. This year, yeah, we've last. lost two already. When you say last. A senior, it's to pregnancy. They can't come to school anymore. They will have to transfer to the night division because the night caters for adult people. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, um, I, I teach, I'm a teacher like you, and I have that same, same thing happen at our school, um, which is a high school. and. and um, how big are your are your class sizes? 30, 30, 32 to close to 40. Mm -hmm. Like in one of my classes I have like 34 and one I have like 37. That is huge, man. Are you yeah. a teacher too, Mr. Brent? Yes, sir. Awesome. What do you teach? You should teach like skills as well. Oh, yeah? But, um, math, PE, life skills. Okay. Yeah, nice. Awesome. You like it? I do like it actually. Yeah. I like it a lot, you know. What do you teach it now? Um, P and math. Okay. Awesome. And you're a counselor. And what is your name again? Pauline. Pauline. Pauline Bueller. Yes, yes, how, how how is how how is the community involved in the health education? The, well, we what did you call it? Life skills. Yes. Okay, and there's life skills. So we skills. do have people that come in. Uh, I invite people, Miss Andrew also invite people from the community to come in and they're always mm -hmm. willing to come in to assist and do presentations and stuff like that. That's good. So we're always engaged with the public and they're always willing to come and assist us. Okay. For summer, when the new intake comes in for first form, mm -hmm. we have a summer program and we run it mm -hmm. for life skills. So we introduce the kids into um, the life skills and the rules, etc. from the school. But we also try to bring in a nurse to cover hygiene, hygiene. for the girls, especially for the young girls who maybe have had their menstrual cycle, mm -hmm. but those who have not yet to prepare them for that. And you teach, um, you teach everyone together. You yes. don't have a class for girls and a class for boys. For, the summer, for the summer, we break we them down. You separate them. But okay. During regular class, time, they're together. They're, they're all together. together. They're all together. So, would you say yours? Where did you go to teacher college? Um, UB. And we what, both did University of Belize. University of Belize. And what, in terms of their, I guess frankly, how did they prepare you for teaching sex education? They didn't prepare me for sex education. I tell everybody, right? No. When I started teaching, they just gave me a book and said, go teach. Yes. You prepare Isn't yourself. It? You do, right? You prepare. I think I prepared myself because um, my social upbringing at home, my mom was constantly involved. Um, we're in the 50s ages. 
and my mom was always giving us advice and talking to us mm -hmm. and I think that prepared me for me to be able to to be prepared for the kids and then with all these new things out there watching television reading the news and you learn from the kids as well yeah so um do a lot of the kids have phones access yes. to cell phones mm -hmm. yes they do. yeah that's a big problem for yes. us too they're on the media on talk and Constantly. all that so much yeah. and they seem that that's where they get a lot of information and it's not always right so, and you said you you your mother did you in your family, just curious, in your family, was how many uh, siblings did you have? How many Nine. They Nine. didn't have television back then. So no. Babies, That's right. right? Nine, Nine brothers. Is that Nine. typical or is that? Yeah, in, in, that, in, that, in that time, in that time, our families were big. We're okay. talking in the 60s. The families You're were not big. that old. I'm what are you? You're 50, I'm 56. Yeah. Well, you don't look 56 at all. You look like you're 40-something. But... That, yeah. So you grew up. So, it, it, so it, in your grew, generation yeah. here, the kids, the families were big. Big. Yeah. And your parents did a lot of and the my, my teaching. parents and the village raised. The what school. did your mother tell you? Don't have sex. Or? Yeah, my mom. She she lead by example because um, she made her mistakes and she had her kids, three kids before she met my dad, and then she had six more with my dad. So she kept telling us, I didn't finish school, not because I didn't want to, but be, and she tells us basically what happened. My grandma was a diabetic, she lost a leg. She being the oldest sibling had to quit school and take care of the younger ones. So basically she was a living example to tell us, you don't want to make the same mistakes I did. I'm not going to keep you guys up to go to school. And our generation had to listen. This you generation now. Yeah, I was. We were talking to a young girl. I don't know. She must have been twelve or thirteen. And we asked, you know, you know, when, when do you, when you finish school, you can do anything you want. What do you want to do? I want to get married and have a house. And we're like, wow, because it's easy. I thought that was interesting. That it was easy to be. I don't think she knows what it's she like to be. Know what's, no, she has and no how idea. Difficult it is She'll get up early in the morning and then she will be the last one going to bed at night. Wow. How is the. It costs money to come here. Like, you have to pay mm -hmm. a tuition. How much how much a tuition is it? Um, basically thousand and something for the year. For the year. Uh-huh. And as you go into third and fourth you pay a little bit more like a thousand five hundred. Is that easy year. or hard for people to do? For, for some, some families it's basically easy. Bear in mind that the dynamics of this school is different than most schools in Belize because we have a lot of people who come from Central America who come to work and so their kids from Central American parents and probably one parent. Yeah, yeah. Single parent. Right? Single parent. And so that single parent has to see how to meet. And you know, living in the island is expensive, mm -hmm. um, lifestyle, and also tuition. So for some kids, it's challenging for parents to come up with that money. Yeah. And you, you see a lot of single moms more than single dads. There's a lot of single moms. Mr. Brent, did you grow up here in Belize? No, no, I grew up in um, California. Okay, what do you Los think Angeles. about the men here in Belize? Um, as, how's that? In general, like, they seem, 
You ever heard like toxic masculinity? You heard that before? Yeah. Um, it's very male-oriented society. To be honest, I feel like because I've traveled a little bit, like yeah, you know, Brazil, England, Scotland. I lived in a lot of couple places. State, grew up in states. Um, I feel like you can find that anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, true. A, a, a lot of the traits that the policemen have, you can find that everywhere. Yeah, they're world, country. To be honest, you can find that in. I you find that right there in Scotland, or England, or wherever you want to go, right? So, um, I just feel, I feel, um, you, you'll, you'll find those type of traits, but I feel like the structure maybe of the country. The structure of the country? Yeah, the culture. Different. And so, because of the structure, it maybe produces maybe okay. a little bit more, or a little bit, you know? Right. A little bit more toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity, you know what I mean? But, um, Maybe for the structure, for, I think you go through the government, you know, and then you know, you try to solve yeah. those problems and, and see where they're helping and who they're helping, and, and then, you know. And, no, that's a that's. And, 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 and that, well, that's how I look at it, you know. Yeah. As, as, as a, I, you, you can look at the industry. So it's like you, you can't have, really you think wide. Right, right. You can't really like be judgmental <laughs> of a man here who maybe behaves differently. Well, maybe because. I'm a teacher. I, I you when you when you see someone or a kid acting out, you don't just immediately label them negative or bad. Right? Uh, yeah, you have of course. To think about a teacher, why. Yeah. right? And, 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 and you do the same thing in society, right? You, you look at you maybe see a man and he's acting that way or behaving that way, and sometimes you just, well, I ask myself why, and then is it is it, is it a product of his environment? Is it is it because of the uh, the, the system that he was raised in? You know, from young, what did he see? Right? Was his Dad abusing his mom, right? And things right. like that. It's like I, I see it in that type of way. And, and in order to look at it that way, you have to go through the whole government, and the whole do. system, yeah. and everything, and how and and is is it, is it is it because the dad was out there working hard, hard, hard all day that he had to come home and hear things? You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, yeah. maybe the the original father was trying to provide, but then he got home and the pressure's weighing down on him. Maybe. There's not enough opportunities out there for him mm -hmm. to make more money, and and so they're living in maybe some poverty and things like that, which you know starts a chain reaction. Yeah, so that's just yeah. how I look at it in its sense, right? Yeah. So yeah, you can find it everywhere. It's just that's how I see it. Can. Yeah. I make a little people. <clears throat> to tap into what you said, I think for Belize over the last few years, unfortunately, we're losing the boys or the men, young men too dropping high high dropout rates from school and it comes back to <clears throat> what, what he said the social upbringing or the opportunities because they drop out of school so when they drop out of school what kind of jobs can they find out there right. how much can they provide for their families and that's where it starts trickling down when the kids come here because their dad is a dropout he probably has to work in the sun construction work here on the island and then how much can he provide when he goes home? Oh, yeah. So we have problems. People die right now and make more money than their parents, right? Yes. Now. Do what? They can go out there and be and start diving and catching fish and, and doing, being a tour guide and things like that. And sometimes they said, well, I don't really need to come to, to, high, come school. to high school. I could just go get my tour guide license one time and I'm going to make more money than my teachers. And they tell you that. They tell you, miss, I don't want to be in school yeah. today. I, yeah. I can go fishing and make some money. Okay. You guys, thank you so much.
Thanks so much to San Pedro High School and Principal Mr. Emil Vasquez, Vice Principal Gisela Lobos, Teachers Angie Ellis and Mr. Brent, and Counselor Pauline Bueller for their time and willingness to talk about sex education. We look forward to the next episode about sex education. Until then, stay informed, and don't forget all the older youth out there, stay clean, stay sober, and if you're sexually active, use protection.